Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Start and end your day with the good news. The good news with Angie Austin. Find the podcast of past shows at AngieAustinRadio.com. Now, here's Angie Austin and friends with the good news. The good news, Dr. Joe is here, and we are going to be talking about how to live longer, feel better, and mentally stay upbeat. As Christians, we want to be that bright, shining light. Right, Dr. Joe? Amen. That's right. So we're going to talk about um, having your best year ever, but Dr. Joe breaks it down into having your best day ever, and then you have 365 good days, which leads to your good year, because I think a, a year is too big a chunk for people to focus on. It is. Each it is. day is good. You don't even have to have 365 good days. I think, I think if you had, like 300 would be great. If, if you had five good days out of the week, you don't have two days with not so-so, that's okay. Yeah. This means you're human. I like that. Me yeah. Jesus, yeah. All right. So speaking of being human, sometimes bad things happen. But I love these love stories where we shared one earlier in the week, and the man had been married to his wife for 60 years. And the last thing she said to him was, I love you. And this husband, his wife feeds the swans, right? They call her the swan lady. And she literally would spend the whole day out there mm-hmm. uh, in cold Minnesota feeding these big swans that had been, they'd rebuilt the population of these swans in their area. And I mean, these swans would go nuts for her. Well, she got cancer. And I know that's a big reason you do what you do, because you're trying to keep us from getting cancer, because these stories are sad. This was his soulmate, and she made him promise that he would keep feeding her swans. And now when he gets donations in the mail, because he buys a lot of corn, Mm because there's a lot of swans, even going fast, it takes him an hour or two to feed them. And uh, they they address the letters to Mr. Swan Lady, because she's known as the Swan Lady. Here's part one. On the Mississippi River at Monticello, the day begins with promise. You see it coming in now? The promise that comes with the morning. Is that guy feeding them? And another mate for life. I know there's going to be this many. Like the other bird watchers arriving at Swan Park, we too had to keep our distance. Trumpeter swans don't always take well to humans, but they'll make an except who has a week's worth of bird seed delivered like this. Yeah, takes a lot of corn. Jim Lawrence is the man who made the prop that has kept these trumpeter swans well-fed for the past five winters. Not a promise to the birds, but to the woman who cared for them for the 25 previous years. All the animals loved her and she loved them. It was Sheila Lawrence who started feeding trumpeter swans behind her river home just as the birds, once hunted out of their Minnesota existence, were beginning to make their comeback. She's a feeder. She fed Orioles, she fed Bluebirds, she fed, if, she, if it walked, crawled, or slithered, she fed it. I just think, he, he's not into the swans. He's no. not. He was into her. Yeah. And he, he that legacy of the swan lady, he's going to keep it going. Yeah. And there's a picture of her with a donation box, and they're just, they're all around her. Yeah. And as he said, they don't necessarily like humans, but right. of course they like Mr. and Mrs. Swan Lady. And all that noise honking. I know. Can you believe it? And Crazy. he barrels through there, but she would stop and talk to each one. Yeah. And I just think it's neat that 
she just said, will you do this for me? Yeah. You know, and, and, and he, and he is, and I know that you had a patient and we talk about this yeah. patient a lot that had brain cancer and you went to his daughter's uh, wedding and uh, he did not make it to the wedding. And that's something that really fuels you and gives you that passion for helping people get healthy. Yeah. And you know, and again, I'll probably get emotional because my wife, she stops when the swans go by and he goes, look, she, she's a, she's a bird freak. So she, all that there. And, and again, with uh, Jim, who was just a great man, you know, I, you'll probably see it in the news. Uh, this is year two and Valentine's Day, you know, is coming up. Um, and he'll, there'll be flowers sent to her from Jim where he had made arrangements before he died wow. to have for however long until she dies, uh, flowers sent on Valentine's Day every year to her. Oh, so, yeah. So keep an eye on Casper, Wyoming for Shelly Goley, and she'll be getting her flowers from heaven. Oh, yeah. my goodness. Yeah. That's beautiful. Well, that, let's continue with the promise uh, to right. the swan lady from her husband. One look at those seven-foot wingspans carrying those 30-pound bodies, and it's not hard to see how a feeder could fall for the 747s of the waterfall world. She'd be out here all day from dark to dark. Until the day she wasn't. Cancer, yeah. Jim lost his wife eight months after her diagnosis, but not before she asked him, will you feed my swans? And he promised. No question in my mind that I was going to feed them. 38 buckets and 1,200 pounds he'll feed them. Just today, less doting, less talking, he'll tell you, than Sheila would like. But that doesn't account for the speaking. Jim does with his heart. My passion is to make sure her legacy continues. She's looking down on him saying, you're doing a good job. Precious is the swan song that keeps on going. Oh, come on. What a neat husband. Yeah, and there's, I'm going to say, what a smart lady because the number one cause of death after the spouse oh, not having dies, a purpose is not having a purpose or a passion or a reason oh, to I live. Oh, I just got the chills. Smart and, lady. And so after the spouse dies, you've got that 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 now single spouse, uh, you know, has six months to really get their act together, get their life, have a purpose, find a get passion, find track. a reason for living, or they they just they just die. They just decide That's they don't live point, anymore. Doctor Joe. So you have this lady who has cancer, but she's like, "Listen, if I my husband, <laughs> I got to give him something to do, or he will, you know." So how much love she has for him to say, "Okay, if I die, you promise me you'll do this." And now, what did he say? My purpose, my passion. This is how my wife stays with me. This is how I keep her alive. This is how I serve her by serving this cause. So. You know, the last five years now, he's succeeded. He has a reason for getting up in the morning. He has, a, he has people who, he has these birds that count on him, at least the way he feels, yeah. and they do. Well, in so, Minnesota in the winter, you know, they brought the population back. They, they yeah. part of the deal is they need their food. Yes, you know? and so she has given him a gift to keep living and to keep doing wow. something, and so, yeah. That is that is so true. I never thought about that to keep him really going. You know, you talk in your five essentials. One of them is your mind. You said the mind's the most important part because if mentally you don't stay on track. And recently uh, you did your best year conference. We did. Mm -hmm. And we trained people how to be healthier. But you talked about the mental part. And I thought, boy, if these people knew that he feeds his mind every day, he feeds his brain, meaning you, Dr. Joe, mm -hmm. and uh, 
you were doing most of the talking, let's be honest. And so I did <laughs> jump in there and say, like, this is the real deal. Like, you feed your mind really positive things. You don't let yourself go down like a track. If you feel yourself going down like a, you're feeling kind of blue or like a down track, you don't even let yourself go there. Well, like, what do you do? I feed the swans, basically. I mean, think about it. Okay, let's be real. I'm a chiropractor. Uh, half the world doesn't like me professionally and the other half doesn't know what I do and, and so it's a hard it's a hard road it's a hard one you say you're a chiropractor um, I have four children uh, what kind of world are we gonna be raising them in I've been married 27 years that's not for cowards so I have lots of opportunities I run my own business you know I the economy I have lots of reasons to go down roads I have a family history of depression and alcoholism so I have lots of reasons I could sit and have a bad day you give me a box of donuts and watch out I mean you know three days of just complaining and whining and crying and but I have a choice yeah and so I surround myself with music I surround myself with sticky notes of positive things because who wants to go to a grumpy doctor <laughs> I always tell my patients right. that you're always so positive I said well do you want to go to a grumpy doctor today who's in a True. bad mood yeah. especially if I'm gonna put my hands on you you don't want that yeah who wants a cra crappy it, yeah. Christian radio host exactly yeah. so you know okay we're gonna meet with the bad news today let me tell you the bad news <laughs> right. well there's there's an industry for that but it's not very positive and so I'm constantly on guard. The Bible says, take every thought captive. I have a family to lead. I have a wife to love. I have a community that if I'm not there, then that just allows darkness to win. And there's that quote, is all it takes for evil to win is, is all the good people just simply refuse to do nothing. And so I'm trying to do what I can every day, and it starts with me. So I have a choice. Am I going to have fun today? Am I going to see everything as fun today? I still go through all the other struggles everybody else does. But I have to choose, and my faith is I would be dead without it. I'd yeah. be who knows where I would be. Yeah. Um, and so we have a choice, and I make that choice, and it's not easy, but God makes it possible. And so I just choose to feed my mind with music. I listen to a lot of good speakers. Uh, I choose who I spend my time with. I choose uh, who, who, you know, ask my kids. I don't allow bad attitudes. I hire and fire attitude, period. Well, and let me tell you something. Yeah. You just said I choose to be uh, who, who to be around. Carrie yeah. Conley always talks about the front row of your life. And, you know, uh, the quote that we've heard over the years about the the five people you spend the most time with, that's the, their representative of you. Yeah. And so if you spend the most time with five really negative people, you probably are as well. And so I'm not saying get rid of a mother-in-law or someone that's not positive. And mine's fine, by the way. Uh -huh. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, but, you know, put people that are negative and that really have a bad influence on you in the back row of your theater and in the front row put the people who really rally you on because they've done study after study you put in like a college uh, dorm room a depressed person with a happy person and the depressed person can bring them down and vice versa the mood does affect the other person uh, unfortunately usually the lower standard wins yeah whether it's I in a, you that. know so it, it, it's you have to surround yourself if you have to you know, you have to, there's energy givers and there's energy takers. And so yeah. what's giving you energy today, do more of that. What's taking your energy today, do less of that or try to really find a motivation, find a purpose, find a reason to, to do it. You know, um, a lot of speakers will say, uh, Stephen Covey said, you know, start with the end in mind. So you're at your funeral. What do you want those closest to say about uh -huh. you? You know, start doing that today. What do you want your spouse? Uh, what do you want your children? What do you want your friends, your, your closest family members, you know, people who knew you the most? What do you want them to say about you? And, you know, you can go as far as writing all that out. 
and then uh, then become that person today then so that it actually will say that about you and they're not just being nice and so you know i don't know i, I think i'm i think i'm weird <laughs> i really don't try so, to be so do we. over yeah and that, and that's okay it's a good weird though it's a good no, it it's a good, it's it a good, weird. A good weird because it's my no, you job know why you're weird because you actually do everything you say actually, tell us to do you know i mean i'm actually smoking what i'm selling can yes, i say that you, you know yeah and it's not legal marijuana it, it's, no it's fun and it's listen everybody no, can what you tell us to do dr joe you do i, I see do. that and i know I, and you i want to and i have to lead You're by a example billboard for health and faith well i have to lead by example uh, yeah. john maxwell always says you know look at your leadership if you're a nine don't expect your children or your family to be a 10 you Good have point. to be, you know, don't forget, if you're a nine, then your staff and your team and those around you may be a six or a seven, but you have to stay not to show up, but simply show them what's possible. And so I, I find more fun encouraging people and speaking what and God thinks about them. you work with your kids, so you're I an example work with at, my kids. Yes, at work. I'm with my kids 24-7. And, 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 and they live at home, too? They all live at home still. Wow. Yeah. And so it's, listen, it's a season where I enjoy every day because yeah, it won't be like this. I agree. That's what I, I tell my husband, too, yeah. about the kids. Like, Riley likes to listen to, to Joel Osteen at night. Yes. He can understand his sermons. Right. They're very clear to him, and they're very much about success and positive thinking and letting go of the bad and focusing on the good. Yeah. And he understands that. Yeah. Whereas Charles Stanley, he it's, it's more different. difficult for him. And you, yeah. people have to understand, it's your job to create your own reality. If you don't like your reality, change it. You have the power to change it. Only you have the power to change it. So I'm constantly looking for ways because there's the facts and then there's the truth. And so it may be a bad day, but what can I do to make it a better day? There's a lot of things I could do to make it a worse day. Right. You know, and I'm really working on that as far as with my marriage and with my children. There's a lot of things I could tell them. And I listen, let me tell you how it is. But that's not going to be very life-giving. And that's not really not going to be an effective way. Listen. Anger is not an effective way to get your way. Love is. If I do it lots of times for just selfish reasons. Listen, I want to get through this situation as fast as possible, and I find that love and encouragement and peace and joy is a faster way to solve this problem than anger, frustration, yelling, misunderstanding. So I'm into efficiency. So I, I read the Bible. I believe what it says. I give grace. I give love. I give peace. You know, and, and that's the fastest way to help my marriage, my children, my patients, improve upon themselves you, you know everybody knows what's wrong with it. it's not you should do this you should do that what's wrong with you but it's hey i believe in you I, I this is just a bad day let me help you let me pray with you who's who's doing that in someone else's life nobody and so that's my job that's our purpose that's why this radio show that's why we're on the radio is tell people look you matter you're valuable don't believe what the world tells you believe what god says about you and hang on to that and defend that and protect that and put yourself around people who tell you that so that you can get on with living your life for the right reasons and have a purpose, have a passion. Get out there and feed the swans. You know, make promises to yourself, make promises to your family that are going to make you become a better person. Are there a couple of things that we've talked about recently at your last event that we hosted to help people have the best year they can? Mm -hmm. You broke it down into have the best day, and then you ranked the days, and you want us to have, in general, an average or an eight of an eight or above, you know, when you average it that's out. That's the goal. Yeah. yeah, that's the goal. And we've talked a lot about food, but there are a couple of new things you've introduced. One of them is juicing to really yep. get a jump start on your health to kind of uh, detox yourself. And then the other is um, uh, fasting, but not the, mm -hmm. way, not the way that we think of fasting, like right. a 
week or something like that. No. So explain it because fasting is beneficial in your Christian faith to really right. be able to focus and pray. But this also has been shown to really um, help your body rejuvenate and lose weight. But it's not fasting for very long. No, food can be your medicine, and so it's there's nothing wrong with juicing. Um, it's it can be messy, but. It has. I know that's what your wife said. She had to clean up the juice yes, after your last video. <laughs> she tell me, yeah, yeah. I, said, I made the video, and I'm like, here, you can clean the juicer. I know what she said, I said, those are really messy, aren't they? And yeah. I noticed that. By the way, there was a tip that I saw that you uh-huh. and your wife do. You guys put a bag in yeah. where, where all the. Junk I don't. She were, does. Yes. I have nothing to do yeah. with it. And then you just pull the bag out, and yeah. all of the pulp is in there. Yes. Right. And she goes, "Well, he didn't do that because I, I had the- to clean the juicer." <laughs> I make the mess. She cleans it up. And I even texted her. I said, "Um." I had to get to the radio show, so that I just put the juice. She goes, "Yeah, you did." She oh, told me. What did you say, Moose? The, oh, blame us. Like, yeah. Oh my gosh, uh, that's so, so funny. So yeah, so that's why I'm not a. I I like to juice. I tell a lot of people it's messy. Go to a health food store that can make you exactly what you want, so you don't have to clean up the mess. And you know, so if you juice one 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 once a week, you know, or a whole day of juicing is good for you. Well, and do um, what works for you, Joe. Yes. Dr. Joe, we talk about this yes. because you do live everything. I live, you know, eighty or ninety percent of what you do, and I have more body fat than you do. However, I am healthy. Mm-hmm. You know, I, you're I much, do. You're doing great. I do a lot of what you do, but here's what I do instead of uh, juicing on many days. I take the powdered wheatgrass, and it's mm-hmm. got some other things yep. in it. The greens, yep. yeah, the greens. And then I add, you know, my water. Okay. And then I throw in spinach. I put in a little packet of stevia and some other vegetables. And it may not sound like delicious. It's very filling. Oh, and yeah. I know I'm drinking pure goodness. You're getting- and that's a quick way to fill myself up. And I don't create a mess. So it's kind of like a green smoothie, I it guess. It is. It's yummy goodness is the correct yeah. term. And yummy green goodness. apples are good in there. Yeah. And so you can you can get creative. And, and we talked about this last night, the recipe night, is you can throw kale in a blender. You can throw... Uh, spinach. You can throw parsley. You can throw, you know, your favorite protein powder and things like that. Wheatgrass doesn't taste very good. Wheatgrass is not good. That's an acquired. That's a black belt acquired taste. You can't juice that. Well, we got three minutes left. I want to make sure you explain the fasting. Okay. So anytime you give your body a break from eating, healthy things happen. So if you want to lose weight, hey, eat dinner at six o'clock and don't have breakfast until six o'clock or eight o'clock in the morning. You did a twelve to fourteen hour fast. You've given your body a break, and that's why they call it break fast. So try to do like a twelve to fourteen. Yeah. When you're trying to lose weight, you're trying to lose weight. It's very simple, very effective. If you really want, and again, this is, it's been black around for, forever, but this is black belt stuff. But again, it's hard to do this if you're just trying to get healthy and lose weight. Now, if someone says, hey, you got six weeks to live, you have, you have cancer. cancer, you're highly motivated to do well, this. I'll do whatever you tell me yeah. to do. And so basically, what it is is you, you break your fast, your first meal's at noon, power shake, juice, whatever. Then your next meal's at two o'clock, your next meal's at four o'clock, and then your last meal's at six o'clock. So 12, 2, 4, four and six. 6. And you eat as much as you want, as much as you need to. You're not starving yourself. Not cupcakes. Nope. You're just feeding healthy yourself food. healthy nutrients, right? Yeah. Like you would normally eat. Raw nuts, you know, grass-fed beef. Yep. And some- fats, avocados, salads, everything. And then from 6 o'clock in the evening till noon the next day, you stick to liquids. Okay. So a water with lemon, bone broth, uh, herbal teas, uh, Dr. Joe coffee because it has the good fats in it. Even even making that shaky cup power smoothie, if you would, where you just take your greens and your protein yeah. and you shake it up. Even right. it's it's basically liquids only. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. From six p.m. till noon, and then you just that's how you live your you know thirty days, six seven days, whatever. But I will tell you, every guru out there will tell you if you do that and you eat the right nutrients, 
your body will whip anything. You want to lose weight, you'll lose weight. You want to get happy, you'll get happy. You want to beat any kind of chronic disease process or pain, you'll beat it because that particular way of eating, giving your body a 16-hour break, will go right to work on your hormones, will shrink inflammation, will get rid of all the junk that's going on inside you, and literally you'll see amazing healing in your body by doing this intermittent just, fasting. And called. just stop eating things out of a box with ingredients you can't pronounce because there's so many chemicals in it. Mm -hmm. You know, I'll never forget Dr. Joe showing me the ingredients of a strawberry milkshake from a fast food restaurant and there were no strawberries and no milk in it but there was like so many ingredients you couldn't believe it yeah. and it was no strawberries and no it's milk. It's a science experiment that tastes like strawberries. Yeah, so let's let's so weird. It. Yeah, it's All right, good. Dr. Joe, uh, for all of your events to get in touch yeah, with Yeah, hey, if this sounds like I want this kind of doctor in my life, then all you gotta do is call me or text me. Say, hey, I'm in. 303-349-6011. Your name and Last name be good. 303-349-6011 or contact me at spinegeek.com. That's spinegeek.com. Oh, by the way, my mom, who at one point was 250, when she started with you, she weighed 220. Last yep. time she weighed, she was 161. Amen. From 220 to 161, working with you for the last year or more. Yeah, yes. there you have it. Awesome. All right. Thank you, Dr. Awesome, Joel. Awesome. I'll be right back. Thank you. We know that God loves us, and He gave His Son for us. This is where love lives. 810-KLVZ. Hey, it's Angie Austin. I'm here with my friend Francis Owens with ARC. And Francis, you and I have been friends a long time, and you and I both wanted to do something with our lives, with our careers that made a difference. I love ARC. I've gotten to know so many of the differently abled ambassadors yep. through you. And it's shopping with a purpose. So when we shop there, the money actually goes to help the disabled community locally, and you need donations. We need donations all the time, and we are very, very happy to come pick them up. You can easily call 303-238. Jane, which is 303-238-5263. We would love to come pick up anything. All of our sales go to help people with disabilities around the state. We raise funds for advocacy. Love it. And you can also, of course, drop things off, but they'll come and pick things up for free. And again, all the money stays locally to help the disabled community. And I love to shop there because I find great deals. You can find out more info as well at arcthrift.org. Thank you. Perfect. Yay. You know, I was living in my van at the time, and that's when I found myself in the, the park. There was no reason it seemed to go on. I had nothing to live for. I found myself sitting on that park bench with a bottle of whiskey in one hand and a gun in the other. Finished the whiskey and stuck the gun in my mouth and pulled the trigger. The bullet bounced off my C1 vertebrae and lodged behind my ear. I was in the hospital for about 10 days, and then after a thorough mental, mental health evaluation, they pretty much booted me out on the street. And then everything went downhill. I started drinking. About six weeks later, I was in detox again, and a nice lady at detox just looked at me and said, boy, with your story, you need to get into a better program, or you're not going to be alive very long. And she helped me get into the downtown Denver Rescue Mission, and, uh, and here I am today because of that. And I've got my great family. They love me, and I spend more time with them than anybody and life is good to find out how you can help people just like joe go to denverrescuemission.org 
Hey, it's Angie with the good news. Do you ever feel like, you know, you need a roadmap to your goals or you need some hope or you feel lost? Well, Carrie Conley with Infinite Nation, she teaches us the specifics, the roadmap to reach your goals and dreams. Hi, Carrie. How are you, Angie? It must be very exciting for you to help people reach their goals. It's very exciting because everybody has a vision of what they want their life to look like, Angie, but most of us walk around with it all stuffed inside and not able to get it out. And that's what I help people do. And what I find that you do is you have us write down uh, what we see ourselves doing or would like to see ourselves doing in one year, two year, three years. Right. And then you ha- you break it down into steps and then it makes it so much more simplified and less intimidating. Well, I think people overestimate that, you know, a baby step ha- can take you a long way. So yes, I get them to take little tiny baby steps toward the bigger vision of what they want their life to look like. All right, if people want to talk to you, work with you, see what you're up to, how do they reach you? InfiniteNation.com. InfiniteNation.com. Thanks, Carrie. His love expressed for us right here on 810 KLVZ, where love lives. Welcome back to the good news. So excited to have Alexa Gagne, my friend from the Denver Rescue Mission here. And Alexa, you've had a baby recently, so you've been missing in action. Right. <laughs> what? I'm here. I know you are. <laughs> so it's been fun seeing the baby on. Isn't it fun to be a mom? Yes, it is. It's, it's amazing. It's super great, isn't it? Yeah. Love it. So is it hard to come back to work? Yes. Mm-hmm. Very hard. It is hard, isn't it? Yeah. Very difficult. But luckily I do, I really do love my job. So I feel Yeah, like I know. Blessed. Yeah. You do a lot of really good things, uh, in, including one of the programs that I love the most, you know, in doing this show now almost four years. Can you believe that? Um, Crazy. I've really gotten close to several charities, you guys and ARC and several other charities that I really see, nonprofits, I guess I should say, that do incredible work. And the thing that's really blown me away is your New Life program guys that come in and, you know, we talk a lot about Jesus and, oh, Jesus transformed me. I don't gossip as much anymore. And I don't check out of work five minutes early. You know, like that, or my girlfriends are like, um, I read my Bible every day instead of every other day. Like, like that's not really transformation to me, you know, right? But the new life program guys, like they totally transform. Or like my friends, like I stop wearing low cut tops to work. I'm like, that's not really the transformation I'm looking for. I know, I know, like that. But that's not like that's not, you can't make a show out of that, you know, for Christian radio. So what I love about the new life guys is some of these guys. You talk about transformation. It's really cool to see Jesus work in somebody's heart, and they're like a whole new person, like a new creation in Christ. Absolutely. It's mind blowing, isn't it? It really is. So do you want to introduce Ian? Yes. So today we have Ian joining us. He is actually a program candidate. So we're um, chatting with Ian as he's newer in the program. But already, oh. you know, he shared with us that he has just experienced some new things and some some transformation on the early part of his journey. So That's thanks exciting. for coming out with us, Ian. We appreciate it. We actually pulled him out of his kitchen work therapy, and he was really happy. So. Yeah, you guys work really hard there, I'll say. Yep. Uh, we work six days a week, uh, eight-hour shifts. We get one day off as a PC. And the kitchen duty is, I, I've volunteered in there a few times. You guys really <coughs> work your tails off. All right, so Ian Mooney, tell me a little about yourself and how you ended up in the New Life program. And you're one of the more recent guys. I've always kind of interdu- interviewed the guys who've just graduated or ready to graduate. So it's exciting to talk to somebody who's in the midst of the program. And by the way, for you listening, this isn't like a 30-day rehab and they have towels and a sauna and a pool, <laughs> yoga. No, it is hardcore up to 27 months, correct? And they work and it's rebuilding you. I really think that it's like re, um, like parenting you almost. I really feel like you guys get all kinds of life skills and you've got, you know, mentors and the other guys working alongside you. So I believe it really like retrains you in life. Right. Yeah. They, um, 
they really do a really good job of um, changing you into a different person. All right, let's back up and find out how you got there. Uh, well, I had been living in Florida for the past four years, um, and I, I'm there for radically different reasons than most of the other people are there ah. for. Most people there uh, struggle from some f- sort of like addiction, whether it be drugs or alcohol or just something. Uh, I just wanted a new start, um, and things didn't work out when I had originally planned on moving to Denver, so... Uh, I found my way by chance. Uh, wasn't really planning on it. So you end up in Denver, and you want a new start. Yeah. So then how do you find out about the new life program at the Denver Rescue Mission? Um, Which, by the way, just a sidebar, good time to move here with the Broncos winning, you know, Super Bowl winners, <laughs> you know, the Sea of Orange. It's a fantastic yeah. time. You kind of move here, and there's a glow around the city. makes it look really good. Right. So you're coming for a new start. Yeah. And a lot of the guys have been homeless and, you know, addicts, and that's not your story. Yeah. if I mean, if this doesn't work out for some reason, then I'm going to have to go back to Orlando, obviously, but um, I'm going to make it work. So. Okay. So you come in and you're, you're looking for the new start, and then you end up at the rescue mission. How? Uh, I just did some research online. Uh, I wanted to see something that was similar to, like, a, a, a job corpse kind of thing that uh, they set you up with work experience and stuff like that. Um, but I'm also looking for more, like, spiritual guidance as well so it yeah. really it, it's really going to be giving me the full package that i'm looking for so then how do you get into the program you you said candidate alexa that means he's not in yet correct so the program for everyone who comes in begins with a candidacy phase and really that's so the person and the mission can say hey this good is match. it's a good match i want to stay i'm committed and so ian you know actually we were discussing this in the car on the way here has been a candidate a little bit longer than maybe a general candidate would be um and we don't really know the exact reason why but he um has declared that he's committed so it's kind of like he's starting to go through a lot of the initial phases um which will be kind of the education track and um but he is already part of bible studies and he is over at the crossing now so how, um, when you said you wanted some spiritual guidance, talk about that, like feeling like something was missing or knowing that you wanted to just learn more in general? I, um, I've been mostly agnostic for the majority of my life. And uh, so I, I, uh, I actively search out spiritual knowledge, but it's kind of hard to do it on, on my own. It's not really simple or anything. Uh, and most of my friends, uh, they're not very spiritual at all. So I felt like I really needed to jump headfirst into a kind of environment that is... Uh, extremely spiritual and you're pretty young 23 yes 23 okay so what's the experience been like so far what have you learned have you seen any changes in yourself do you feel yourself growing what's it like um to be completely honest i worked too much to actually have obtained the full spiritual uh part of the program so um i feel like that's something that comes more later on once i've phased up yeah i only really get to go to church once a week and it's uh it's pretty slow thus far and then in terms of, you have, do you have chaplains? You have chaplains that work with the guys too. Do you have a chaplain? Yeah. Um, every person that is going through the candidacy phase uh, has the same chaplain for the first few months or so. Now, how about the guys and your interaction with them? Is there like a lot of um, support and camaraderie? And again, you're coming in a different way. I think some of these guys have gotten so low in their lives that all they can cling on to is the Christian aspect right. of it because they have gotten so lost and don't have hope. And so they need to grab onto that part first to get their hope back. Yeah. Um, I'd say for the most part, the majority of people that I have interacted with are pretty supportive um, and they try and help me out when they can. And we, we can we can discuss stuff in our free time. But 
I uh, haven't been too social with the majority of other people in the program, to be honest. All right. So when you talk about, you said a lot of your friends aren't that spiritual, you know, for like millennials and stuff we hear all <laughs> about you guys. Oh, yeah. Is, um, Church and like you know faith and Jesus and, and and that whole topic is that not not that common in in not just your circle but in general. Um, for me, I mean, I'm always open to discussing it. Uh, I like I like talking about that kind of stuff. But my friends are more more focused on their time now and not in their time after life. So that's not really a thing they care to discuss ah, ever. Interesting. It's just not something that goes through well, their mind. What are you hoping that you're going to get out of this? So you're in the New Life program. You're around a lot of guys who've, you know, been, a lot of them have been homeless. Right. And really struggling, you know, on death's doorstep, some of them, let's be honest. One of the guys that I interviewed, Jeff, that I met at graduation, he had tried to commit suicide, put a gun in his mouth, pulled the trigger, and survived, which is highly unusual. And he said he'd never felt joy until he had faith. And that that faith, you know, I said, you feel joy now? And he said, yeah, for the first time in his life. And I said, why did you think, why, why did you live? And he said, I think to help raise my niece and nephew, because they love him so oh. And much. the picture from graduation of him hugging his niece and oh nephew. Oh my gosh! Is... They, his nephew must have taken 150 pictures of him. And then his nephew recently had a birthday not too long ago. And I said, "What is what? Are, what are you going to do?" And he said, "Well, he said he wanted to spend the day with me fishing. I think I'm going to cry just talking about oh. it." So anyway, he survived. And so that's a totally different place where you are. Yeah. But how cool that at a young age you realize that there might be something more, or there might be something that could give you more of a foundation in your life. Did you not have that as much at home, or were you from just a fine family and everything went great? for you um no things definitely were really rough when i was growing up um my dad died when i was 12 um and my mom didn't really take it well so i kind of had to grow up at a really early age on my own on your own yeah and, uh, it is through the friends that i gained um and my hobbies at the time that helped me grow up right so i was kind of on my own at 12 i was in kind of i don't know a family-ish foster care-ish you know, situation that wasn't very nice. It wasn't like cookies and milk or anything <laughs> like that. Yeah. And so that's when I actually became a Christian because I felt like I needed something, you know, to kind of give me a foundation, something to hold on to. So that's pretty cool that, you know, younger in your years, you realize you might be interested in at least looking into what faith might be able to offer you. Right. So what have you learned so far? What, what you, Besides working, I mean, I know that, you know, work is work. Let's be honest. My eight-year-old always, always says, work is hard. I just like to have fun. <laughs> like we, had to, we all Me like too. to just do that. Yeah. So what, what do you think about, what are you hoping you'll get out of this? I, I am hoping to find God. That would be nice. That, that's uh, one of the results of the program that I would like to achieve. But um, if it doesn't happen, then that's, so be it. I don't think that could happen there. That You couldn't find him. Yeah. Look at you guys. Are you a Christian? The intern's a Christian? You are? Are you a Christian? Yes. How about you? Yes. <laughs> Me too! Oh my gosh, you're surrounded! Cool. Okay, so I just think that... Um, Something about the way the program works to me, and I know it's kind of neat that you're such a different specimen, Ian. <laughs> that, um, And again, if you're just joining us, Ian Mooney is one of the uh, young guys in the New Life program, didn't come in as an addict or homeless or struggling, just really was seeking you know, to see if he could find God. And I get it, that whole background. I would say that the one thing that I, I felt coming from that background where my dad would, was gone, not anymore, though, reunited in his 80s, but uh, where my dad was missing in action from my life and 
my mom, uh, you know, just, it was, I was alone, let's be honest. You know, my mom was working and my brothers were drug addicts and um, uh, involved in a lot of bad things, except for my one brother who was kind of a mentor to me and he went off to West Point Military Academy and then I was alone. I'm like, great. So I got to lock myself in my room with these druggies around me and I got to try to get straight A's in school with these losers, you know, banging on my door and getting stoned and playing loud music and <clears throat> stealing from me. So, um I would, I would say that the thing that I felt for many years, even probably after I initially found my faith, because nobody brought me back after I was in other settings, I lived all kinds of different places, was um, like a hole in your heart that could not be filled by anything, whether it be um, you know, eating too much, going on a vacation, f meeting the perfect guy that, you know, he's wealthy or he's a Dodger baseball player or, you know, you'd have got, I've got the new Porsche. I worked at NBC in LA. I had the, um, beach, beachfront, you know, a penthouse, but something was like missing. And so I think that's what faith gave me when I truly understood like that Jesus could fill that hole in your heart and nothing else could. So that's kind of what I found, but I don't I hear from some people that it's like this magical thing that like happens like that, <laughs> you know? And so I see you like one of my colleagues, one of our colleagues that worked around all these Christians and still like didn't quite get us, but knew we, we were different. Do you sense that, yeah. di that, th yeah. these, that these ladies are different a little bit? Or do you sense that some of the guys are, that there's something about them that is positive? Um, well, I feel like most of the guys in, in the program haven't really reached that full transformation ah. yet either, so. You need to get some graduates in there for him to meet. Yeah. Some, someone to give some of their... Yeah, their experience. Yeah, because so. hearing some of the uh, testimonies for me is ugh, I, um, amazing. I've actually worked with graduates uh, from oh. the program before at the downtown location, which I work ah. at every other day. There's a couple of people that have graduated the program in our and that so they're, they're employed at the downtown location. Oh, like Todd Tabor. I know you've spoken yes. yeah. with Todd before. And, um, He's um, a wonderful uh, guy. Uh, uh, Don Apuzo. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Do you know Don? Uh, I've I've heard of him. Yeah. <laughs> Don's a miracle. He shouldn't even be alive. <laughs> All right. So, what's next for you? What 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 what's next in the program? Um, in the program for me? Yeah. Well, like mentioned before, I haven't phased up yet, and so I'm pretty much just waiting on that. I feel like it's uh, kind of stifling my improvement as a person. Uh, oh, that you'd still, like to get that bounce up I to really, that. I really would, because I'm ready to improve myself, and it's just kind of frustrating for you. Yes. Now, when you talk to your chaplain, what does he say? What do you tell him? Um, I, I admittedly kind of stopped bothering trying to discuss it with him because I realized that there's not much that he can do either about it. It's just how the program works right now. Right. Uh, I joined the program when it was, uh, it was really, really full. Um, there was a lot of people in, and it was, as it was getting colder and closer to winter time, uh, people joined more so for, uh, confirmed shelter that they wouldn't be on the street rather than that they wanted to improve themselves. So, yeah. Uh, I just picked a bad time to join, I suppose. The guy that's my roommate, uh, he was only a PC for about a month, uh, and I've been a PC for four months now, since uh, October 11th. So. And then what happens, Alexa, once he's no longer a program candidate? What What's the next phase? The next um, things that he'll kind of, it's really phase one, life skills classes, um, any education pieces. What are um, the life skills classes? I don't know about these. Um, so they're di the computers. And, you know, some of these things we were, we were also talking about this before is that um, because Ian's background is a little different than maybe our average participant. That yeah, but I don't know. I some think of that's kind of cool, you know, because yeah, I mean? he's not as too. desperate for help, to be honest with you. And so so maybe right. that's why he is bumped. Right. And so and so because seemingly 
not as desperate for help. You know, maybe I, you're searching more than I would others. say that uh, the only area that I am desperate for help in is the spiritual section. Yeah. And so that's yeah. something I do need help with. Yeah. Right. Well, and I think really when uh, Stacy and I talked to Ian when he was fairly new in the uh, candidacy phase downtown, and I think I was really struck by his experience as coming to Denver, you know, hey, I'm coming for, you know, a great, a new experience. And like a lot of people, the cost of living is ridiculous and Here. difficult. Yeah. Is it, is and really? That, so he's, Compared you know. Florida, it's a lot more than Orlando. <laughs> you can you can actually get an entire house and rent it for, per month for something like $800 in the area. The area that I was at before in Orlando, I, we did that. Uh, wow. Uh, and then when I decided I was going to move here, I actually had a job lined up when I was going to come out here. And the cheapest I could find was a one-bedroom studio for about $1,000 downtown. Oh, wow. So, uh, yeah. and, that's, and that's something I, I guess we would tend to see more often now is that whether it's a family or an individual, yeah. that the rent is just so high and people can't afford it. Well, and I've heard, too, and you would know better than I would, that a lot of young people, you know, moved to Colorado in the beginning when they legalized marijuana that yes. wanted to be here because they'd no longer get in trouble. And so the homeless situation got worse in Denver, and that was part of it. Right. And maybe that's politicized somewhat, but that's what I'd heard, and that families <clears throat> were having a hard time getting into mm-hmm. shelters, et cetera. So I can imagine that young, healthy guy with a job trying to get a place, you know, when you've got to make at least a grand a month after taxes just to get, you know, a, a, a studio. Um, you've got to work pretty hard, you know, and also have a pretty good paying job, which, you know, those aren't always easy to come by at 23. Yeah. You know, exactly. So I'm excited for you that, you know, there's it'd be great if you could come back, you know, as you get further in the program and hear more about, you know, how you're doing, because I truly believe that when, you know, you pray with all your heart that, you know, the Lord does hear you. And I think that there can be a level of frustration in that, you know. And so I'm excited for you. You know, I guess there's some benefit in not hitting rock bottom, you know, and finding the Lord. But um, there's still the frustration of like, I'm looking for you. Where are you? And he can't yeah. text you. Yeah. That, that's... There's no kick app for that. No, there's no not. Snapchat. No. no, there's no Snapchat for Jesus. Although there are, I hear there, there, there are a couple of websites where you can start texting people that'll talk to you about Jesus. Isn't that crazy? Wow. You can do that now. All right. So let's talk to people about you guys need um, volunteers. You need mentors for the guys like Ian. Um, you need mentors for the kids that stay at the crossing. Yes. And you need um, money, clothes, all kinds of things, volunteers to serve food. And, you know, if you want to do it with a group from, like, your office, it's really easy to arrange that through the mission. And um, if you want to just, you know, do it yourself, you can sign up and come down and serve. But there's a lot of other things to do besides serve food. Correct. And you can jump online and sign up there and even just learn more if you're not quite ready to do it, but you want to learn and see what the opportunities are. Check out our website, denverrescuemission.org. DenverRescueMission.org. All right, so Ian, you want to come back in like six months? I would love to, yeah. That sound good? All right, yeah. we bring it back in six yeah. months. What is that then? We'll figure it out. Uh, you do the math. I'm bad at math, but <laughs> we're going to hold you to it, Ian. Okay, I'll come back in August. All right, hey, don't go away. Arlene Pelican, one of my favorite authors, she's on the, um, what's the show she's on all the time out of Colorado Springs? Focus on the family, and I love her. She's she, you will love her. She's got Valentine's advice to make your relationship a little more Christian spicy. Yeah. This is where love lives. Eight ten KLVZ.
Hi, it's Angie. Would you like to have a bigger business or grow your nonprofit and make more money for your charity? I would love to help you. If you like the good news, if you believe in what we do, we work with our sponsors personally. And I have friendships. I know everyone that works on the good news as an advertiser myself. And so I would love to help you build your business. And I would love to have you help support the good news if you enjoy it. And I love to work with nonprofits, as you know. So please contact me if you have questions. And News at gmail.com. Again, it's News at gmail.com if you'd like to partner with the good news. Hey, it's Angie with the good news. Do you ever feel like, you know, you need a roadmap to your goals or you need some hope or you feel lost? Well, Carrie Conley with Infinite Nation, she teaches us the specifics, the roadmap to reach your goals and dreams. Hi, Carrie. How are you, Angie? It must be very exciting for you to help people reach their goals. It's very exciting because everybody has a vision of what they want their life to look like, Angie, but most of us walk around with it all stuffed inside and not able to get it out. And that's what I help people do. And what I find that you do is you have us write down uh, what we see ourselves doing or would like to see ourselves doing in one year, two year, three years. Right. And then you ha- you break it down into steps and then it makes it so much more simplified and less intimidating. Well, I think people overestimate that, you know, a baby step ha- can take you a long way. So yes, I get them to take little tiny baby steps toward the bigger vision of what they want their life to look like. All right, if people want to talk to you, work with you, see what you're up to, how do they reach you? InfiniteNation.com. InfiniteNation.com. Thanks, Carrie. All right, you want to be healthier, right? What if you could get a free health assessment and you could get a number that would let you know, hey, I am really in bad shape, or hey, I'm doing really <laughs> great. Well, we've got one for you. It's a free health assessment. It's 100 questions, and Dr. Joe Arve is here. And Dr. Joe, how do we uh, take this health assessment? Basically, just send me your first name and your last name and your email address, and we'll email this lifestyle risk questionnaire to you. And what it does, it's 100 questions, and it analyzes how you're living, how you're eating, what you're doing, to whether your health is going the right way or the wrong way and it gives you a score and then based on that score we can go to work on making lifestyle choices diet changes things you can do every day to get that score down and get your health moving in the right direction and so you can call me at 303-349-6011 and leave me a message and i can get you plugged in that way or you can text me at the same number 303-349-6011 or go to spinegeek.com and contact us and we'll get a hold of you there and we'll make it happen but it's a free assessment and it's going to be awesome for you this is the place where love lives. 810 KLVZ. Arlene Pellicane, author, speaker, wife, and mom, talking about Valentine's Day and snuggle power with your spouse. Is that like a superhero power, snuggle power? Because it sounds fantastic, Arlene. Isn't that nice? You like snuggle power, activate, and you just like snuggle together. <laughs> it like solves the world's ills. <laughs> oh, I love that snuggle power, activate. You just can't go off at the wrong time, like in a department store or 7-Eleven. You don't want to snuggle right. the wrong person. That's right. Yeah, it's All this right. whole idea, you know, when you were dating, your spouse, uh, you know, those beginnings of love, you know, you snuggle power, that was automatic. Yes. But after a while, it's not automatic anymore. (laughs) You know, and I have to say, I was inspired by you telling me that you recently looked at some videos of you and your husband when you first started dating. And, you know, you've got three kids now, you're in the same boat I am, and you were so Mm -hmm. snuggly and you looked at each other with adoring eyes back then. And now we look at each other with sometimes those thin eyes that have like a a glint to them, you know? (laughs) Yes. 
It is amazing, you know, and you if you kind of can do that, remember when, yes. it kind of helps you to snuggle more. So remember when, you know, you walked in the room and your stomach did flip-flops or remember when and pull out some old pictures. And it's it's just wonderful because for men, you know, that physical touch can mean so much to them. Just that, that a feeling of skin on skin and knowing that, oh, my wife desires me and she wants to cuddle up close to me. She but, thinks I'm fan-tabulous. That's right. <laughs> exactly. That can really bless a man. Well, yeah. And I think that just letting them know we think they're terrific, you know, that makes their, I don't know, self-esteem go up and they, to know that we think they're super special. I mean, my husband loves to walk by a mirror or like a shiny window and look at himself. And I'm like, you are so (laughs) in love with yourself. You don't even need me. (laughs) So what if I I told him, wow, when you look at yourself in the mirror, you're right. You do look pretty darn tootin' good. (laughs) That all of a sudden, his smile is twice as big. Right, right. (laughs) All right, so how do we make them feel special? How do we activate this snuggle power with our spouse as we head towards Valentine's Day? I think to myself, first of all, we need to stop thinking about Valentine's Day and love as getting, you know, uh, receiving. Why not go first? Why not show them, even if they're crabby or grumpy or they haven't been as nice as you'd like them to be, why can't you try to go first and be kind and nice and loving and snuggly? And that is so beautiful because what will happen is if you go first then for sure you're going to have a good time because giving makes you feel good. Like when you do this for him, you will feel good yourself versus waiting for him to do something for you. Then you're like, you know, what's going on? Why is nothing happening? So it really puts you in the driver's seat when you say, I'm going to give first. I'm going to snuggle first. I'm just going to do this to bless you. And and that'll boomerang right back to you. And you have good ideas besides looking at the old films when you love the old videos. If it's not that long, it's not on film for you. You're not that old. But (laughs) looking at those old videos when you first fell in love and you talk about snuggling, texting him. I know that sounds super simple, but sometimes I'll tell my husband, I'm so proud of you. You work so hard. I'm proud of what you're trying to do for your family with your startup and all the hours you put in. And that makes him feel really good. And then he'll write back, oh, we're a team and I do it for you. And I can tell it makes him feel good. So texting, maybe an email telling him something special. I know these don't sound personal, but we can do more. And what's this? You say develop a love code. I don't think I have a love code. Oh, you probably do. You just have to think about it. You know, I interviewed comedian Tim Hawkins for my book, 31 Days to a Happy Husband. And his love code was, let's go wrap some Christmas presents. Because whenever they closed the door to be intimate together, their kids always thought they were wrapping Christmas presents. (laughs) (laughs) So you kind of develop a code between you that is like, hey, let's go to wrap Christmas presents. My co-anchor used to call it paying the bills. (laughs) Yeah, I worked with him down there in San Diego at Fox News and he used to say, yeah, last night we had to pay some bills. I'm like, enough with your romance oh my gosh, already. That I is don't hysterical. Need to pay, I don't need to hear about you paying the bills. Yes, yeah, so so you might want to keep code. your love code between the two of you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You say also write him a love letter or love yeah, you know, email. An old fashioned letter on paper and pen with perfume, you know, sprayed on it and lipstick kissed on it. And who knows? I mean, even put it through the mail with a stamp and let him find it. Let him get it. And that's fun. So love letters, that's, you know, since in this age of email and text, everything's electronic. When something's on paper, it kind of stands out. And so, you know, you know your husband, maybe he doesn't want to read a four page (laughs) thing from you. So maybe my husband writes something personal on the card he gets me and it might only be two or three sentences, but usually it's pretty meaningful. And you say maybe go to old haunts for your first date or a place you used to go to when you're falling in love before you had all the kids. And then you say actual good old fashioned kissing can be a great Valentine's Day gift. 
It is. If you will kiss your man, you know, up until Valentine's Day, you think to yourself, I'm going to kiss him every day for at least five to 30 seconds. He's going to be like, what happened to you, lady? <laughs> He's probably going to like it. And hilarious. it's something so small, but it communicates, you know, I want to snuggle with you. I still desire you. You are still the one. And right. that's really sweet leading up to Valentine's Day. I love that. Day. We're almost out of time. You talk about asking your spouse a fairly dangerous question. Do we have time? What is it? It is this, honey, what's one thing I could do to improve as a wife this week? Oh, oh you know, because you, oh, you may boy. or may not like the answer. But How you know, about the just I- a card or a box of chocolates? <laughs> All right, but- Arlene Pellicane, we're out of time. 31 days to becoming a happy husband. You are the best, my friend. Thanks, Thank Arlene. Thank you. Happy Thanks Valentine's so much. Happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day. Thanks for listening to The Good News with Angie Austin. Find the podcast of past shows at AngieAustinRadio.com. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.